0: Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ.
2: Gospelbellsradio.com is a community of believers learning together, praying together, bearing one another's burdens, and engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. To listen to live programs, tune in to www.gospelbellsradio.com. God bless you. Hello, friends. My name is Deoni,
1: and I love listening to Gospel Bells Radio.com. I love listening to Gospel Bells Radio.
3: My name is Muyuma. I am Hello, friends. My name is Olufumbi, and I love listening to Gospel Bells radio.com
2: learning together, praying together, bearing one another's burdens, and engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. To listen to live programs, tune in to www.gospelbellsradio.com. God bless you.
4: Good boy. know.
5: yes, good evening. Thank you so very much for tuning in tonight to gospelbestradio.com for Reader's Club. Uh, this is the Reader's Club meeting. And for those who have been joining us for a while now, you know that uh, we've been reading the book, Pilgrim's Progress, Pilgrim's Progress, written by John Bonian. And today we are at the chapter titled Simple sloth and presumption. As you know uh, for those who are regular uh, participants yeah you know that Pilgrim's Progress is an allegory written by John Boyan and John Boyan uses uh, imageries and different characters to illustrate the journey of a Christian of a Christian from uh, this world to the celestial city uh we thank god for members of the readers club i think we only have one member who has joined the readers club virtual club our virtual studio right now but i see everybody there at gospelbearstudio.com. as always you can you can participate by tapping that whatsapp widget on the bottom right hand corner of our page and contribute as we go along discussing uh the the themes from today's text simple slot and presumption i do hope that you had time to read that before 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 and so if you are at best studio.com please just feel free scroll down you'll find uh the pdf program for today and you can follow us we are going to begin by singing our permanent hymn, our permanent hymn for uh for this study which is we are marching to Zion. So I invite you all, I invite you all to check the program on our page. If you are here in the virtual studio on Zoom, yes, you can also uh, look at the screen and find right there, find right there the hymn. And So we're going to sing together now. We are marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Zion. Let's sing together.
4: Come with that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord, join in a song with sweet accord and thus around a throat and thus around a throat we're marching to zion to beautiful beautiful zion we're marching upward to zion the beautiful city of god let those refuse to sing who never knew a God but children of the heavenly King but children of the heavenly King may speak their joys abroad may speak their joys abroad we're marching to Zion to beautiful, beautiful Zion We are marching upward to Zion The beautiful city of God Then let our songs abound And every day be dry we're marching through Emmanuel's ground We're marching through Emmanuel's brunt To fair on high To fair rewards on high We're marching to Zion To beautiful We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God.
5: We are marching to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Let me invite uh, Sister Fumi Shokoya. Are you available to say the opening prayer? Please do say the opening prayer as we begin. Okay, Sister Fumi, are you available to say the opening prayer? Yes. Okay, go ahead.
3: Okay, In Jesus' name.
5: Amen.
3: Uh, Father, my Lord, we appreciate the privilege to come before you once again. Thank you, Lord. To learn to be closer to you and for your will to be done in our lives. He does also in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, so as we go through this book, may we not see it as mere story, but the lesson thereof may be, Make impact in our lives and in the lives of all the people that we come in contact with in our journey in life in the mighty name of Jesus.
4: Amen. May
3: we be refreshed. May we be given understanding from the throne of mercy even this evening in the mighty name of Jesus.
5: Amen.
3: so Lord, as we continue with this book tonight, Thank you. in Jesus' mighty name, our Redeemer, we have prayed with that full of thanksgiving.
5: Amen. 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 Thank you so very much. Uh, once again, I welcome you all for everybody listening in at gospelbeststudio.com. Thank you very much. You can be a part of this study by using the WhatsApp widget on the bottom right-hand corner of our page. For the members of the Virtual Club, we have uh, four people in the studio here. Uh, Stabildo and Seca, uh, there, uh, Sister Omigiwa uh, Osagi, thank you very much for joining us today. Sister and Auntie Yomi Shomi, thank you all so very much. So let's begin. We always make it a point to read uh, these three uh, Bible verses before uh, beginning our study. These are the permanent Bible verses for this study. So I invite all, all of us to read it together. Uh, it's right there in the program at gospelbizestudio.com and on the screen there for those in the virtual studio. Okay, can we all read it together? Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. 1 Peter 2 11. The second one, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. We are assured of them, embrace them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Hebrews 11.13 Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Matthew 7.13-14 good good good. so those are the permanent bible verses for this study now I want to look at the story so far the story so far I'd invited uh, one of our sisters uh, to, to uh, I wouldn't got to lead us but she's unavoidably absent uh, for the benefit of those who may join us for the first time, we're going to uh, just run through this story before we read the text for today. The text for today is one uh, of the shorter chapters in this book, but uh, full of lessons that we must uh, pay attention to. Okay, so let's not forget this story started uh, with uh, a, a certain man, whom we later know to be Christian. who found himself in the city of destruction, or who rather realized that he was living in the city of destruction. And all of a sudden, because of a book that he read, he discovered that he had a burden on his back. Uh, that book revealed to him that he would perish along with other people in that city if he did not flee from that city. So uh, he started out, he was confused, and he was wondering what, uh, how he would escape the coming destruction Uh, for that city and how uh, he could get the burden off his back. Then he met with a man, an evangelist. The evangelist said to him, why are you so bothered? He said, well, I have this burden on my back. I have this book telling me that uh, there is sure destruction coming upon this city. And the evangelist did what evangelists should do. The evangelist pointed him to the narrow gate. He told him, look, if you want to escape, that's a good thing, but that is the way you have to follow that light that leads to the narrow gate. So uh, Christian started on his journey. Of course, uh, before he started on his journey, his wife and children thought he was he was he was he was deranged. At first, they ridiculed him. They tried to dissuade him from embarking on that journey, but he, he embarked on that journey. Some of his neighbors tried to dissuade him as well. Uh, two of them, obstinate and pliable, they went after him trying to dissuade him uh, not to continue on that journey. Why would you leave everything and go on this journey? And Christian pointed to the Bible, that's the book he was holding, and told them of all the wonderful promises awaiting those who embark on the pilgrimage, those who reach the celestial city. Obstinate, uh did not buy it. obstinate left early and then Pliable went with him. They continued to discuss until, uh, because they were not paying attention, they fell into the swamp of despond, the swamp of despond uh, was a pit, a merry pit, f- smeared with filth. They found themselves in it. They were, they were smeared with filth, and Pliable became so, so angry. He cried. I said, "Christian, uh, where are we now?" Christian said, "Look, I do not know where we are." Pliable said, "Wow. Well, if you, if you have told me that there is happiness ahead, I do not believe you anymore, because uh, right at the beginning we are falling into trouble. How can I be sure that?" Uh, there is happiness at the end of this journey. So, pliable swam in the in the in the in the pit and found himself back at home. But uh, Christian, being determined, uh, struggled against the field. He, he continued to struggle until somebody came along and helped him out. That person named Help. Help appeared to Christian and lifted him out of the out of the Mary clay. And immediately after that, Christian continued on his journey and he met with a character called Mr. Wadley Wiseman. Mr. Wadley Wiseman said to Christian, why are you so dirty? Of course, Christian narrated what had, what had happened to him, how he left the city of destruction, how he was dissuaded by his family, how he fell into the swamp of Despond. Mr. Wadley Man said, look, I'm not surprised that you are fully, that you fell into that swamp. Many people... Fell into it because they thought the same way you are thinking. Uh, they wanted to go and this way. There is a better way, Mr. Holyman told him. Uh, and you have to go uh, to the city of legality. Go there. You don't need to follow the narrow way, Mr. Holyman said to him. Go to uh, legality. Follow morality. Follow civility, and you'll find that you feel better about yourself. Well, Christian uh, was persuaded. He. He veered up the, the the road to the narrow gate. But when I uh, wanted to enter that city where it would meet legality and morality and civility, he found that wow uh it was a it was a it was a difficult hill to climb. And while he was considering his situation, the evangelist appeared to him again. The evangelist said to him, How did you find yourself here? Are you not supposed to be making your way to the narrow gate? And uh, the evangelist told him that he made an error listening to Mr. Wadley Wiseman, and the evangelist pointed him back to the way, to the narrow gate. Well, and then Christian appeared at the narrow gate. He knocked several times when somebody opened the door and pulled him in. That person said, look, uh, it is good for you that you arrived at the the narrow gate. Uh, There are stationed outside the narrow gate agents of the devil who would not want people to step into the narrow gate to embark on the road to salvation. And then uh, that person named Goodwill said to him, "Now that you are, you've are, you come through the narrow gate and now in the narrow way. You need to visit uh, the house of the interpreter. You need to visit the interpreter to understand the things uh, that are ahead of you on this journey. And so Christian found himself in the house of the interpreter where the interpreter told him seven stories or seven illustrations. Uh, at the end of all the stories said to him in the house of the Interpreter. This is what Christian said. Christian said, "Wow, I have seen rare and profitable things here, because indeed all the things that the interpreter showed him in that house they were, uh, were deep things uh, that had extensive ramification." And I, and I encourage anyone, if you're just joining us in this study, to read again that chapter on the House of the Interpreter, or just use the link on our homepage to go to the Gospel, to the Readers Club page and listen again to our session on the House of the Interpreter. Uh, the passage we read last Sunday was when Christian got to the foot of the cross. He got to the foot of the cross and something miraculous happened. Immediately, he stood before the cross. The burden on his back fell off and rolled into the mouth of a sepulcher. Uh, The burden fell off. Christian was overjoyed. He was overjoyed because finally, uh, he got rid of that burden, which we have identified to be the guilt, the guilt of sin. He got it of that burden and he, and he rejoiced. Three uh, three angels appeared to him there at the foot of the cross. One said to him, your sins are forgiven. The second one changed his rags and clothed him with fine new clothes. And the third one gave him a scroll, a scroll with a seal, and said to him, read this scroll on your journey so that it will encourage you. When you get to the gate of the celestial city, you have to turn it in so that would be admitted into that city. And, of course, we left off last week with Christian leaping for joy, jumping for joy, so overjoyed at the salvation that he has found, at at being relieved of that burden. And he sang a beautiful song saying, For here the burden fell off my back, and here the chains that bound it to me did crack. Blessed cross, blessed sepulchre, blessed rather be the man who there was put to shame for me. And I recall that last week we concluded our meeting singing that song, The Old, Old Rugged Cross. And now today we go to uh, the text for today. Uh, the chapter is titled Simple Sloth and Presumption. Because although Christian has come to the foot of the cross, he still has a long way to arrive at the celestial city. And in today's text, Christian met with three Interesting characters. Now I have uh, only a few people here in the virtual studio. Uh, let me stop you a, a second. Are you available to read uh, this portion for us today? Simple, Sloth, and Presumption. Okay. Great, great. Thank you very much.
6: Just a minute.
5: Okay, one minute. I'm good to... Okay. Yes,
6: I'll be reading from the screen. So okay, okay. yes, Go,
5: you're right
6: Yes. All right. Thank you. Simple sloth and presumption. Then I saw in my dream that Christian went on doors until he came to a valley where he saw a little out of the way three men fast asleep with fetters upon their legs. The name of the one was simple, the next sloth, and the third presumption. Then Christian, seeing them fast asleep, went to them, if perhaps he might awake them, and cried, You are like those who sleep on the top of a mast, for the dead sea is under you. A gulf, which has no bottom. Wake up, wake up, and I will help you take off your fetters. He also warned them, if he who prowls about like a roaring lion comes by, you will most certainly be devoured. They then looked upon him and simple replied, I see no danger. Slot said, yet, yet a little more sleep. And presumption said, every top must stand upon its own bottom, so we don't need your help. And so they laid down down to sleep again, and Christian continued on his way. Yet was it trouble to think that men in such danger should, should so... I think that there's something that's missing there. Yeah, Should so little she'll, regard. Should show little regard for the kindness which is so freely offered by awakening them, warning them, and offering to help to remove their fetters.
5: Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so very much, Ma, for for reading today's text. As I said earlier, on this is one of the shorter chapters uh, in this book, simple sloth and presumption. And and the story is quite clear. But we need to read behind the story to understand what message this has for us and the warnings right there. So Christian, uh, you know, so overjoyed at at uh at being relieved of his body at the cross, went on his way. He met three uh three characters asleep. They were out of the way. No, they were not on the, right on the narrow way, just out of the way, sleeping. And they had fetters on their feet. Wake up, wake up. He said to them, what are you doing here? You are like people who are sleeping on top of a mast for the dead sea is under you. Meaning that you're on top of a mast, the dead sea is under you. You are going to fall. If you fall, you're going to fall into a gulf which has no bottom. And of course, as we go through the Bible verses, we want to point out, you friends, find that that is right from, from a scriptural passage. The first one, simple, said to him, Look, I see no danger. Why you why you you why are you shouting? Why are you making so much force? I see no danger. The second character, Sloth, said to him, Just let me sleep a little more. And the third one said, Look, every tub must stand upon its own bottom. So don't we don't need your help. Just go on your way. And Christian went on his way. Of course, he was troubled. He kept saying to himself, How, how can it be that people who are in danger? should so little regard the kindness which he so freely offered. He offered them kindness, awakening them, number one, warning them, offering to help them. Those three, they were asleep. He woke them up. He warned them. He offered to help remove their fetters, and they, uh, they, 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 did, not, uh, they did not pay attention. And he was wondering, people in danger, how, how can it be uh, that uh, they spawn his kindness in that fashion? And as we go along, just before we look at uh, the uh, discussion questions, we have seven discussion questions. But there, is, there are a number of Bible passages that I want us to uh, to reflect on. To reflect on. Okay, Sister Fumi, if you are available, I want to read uh, the first two Bible verses. Verses to, to to ponder on. Do you want to read the, the first two?
3: Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. Proverbs 1, 22. Yes. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: For scorners delight in their scony, and fools hate knowledge. Mm. Then Proverb 8,
5: 5.
3: Yes. All oh, you simple ones, understand prudence. And
5: you, fools, be of an understanding heart. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Uh, let me ask, uh, Aunt Jami, show me if you're available. Could you read number 8 and number 9 of the verses to ponder? Number 8 and number 9. That's First Peter 5.8 and Proverbs twenty two three. Okay, anyone in the virtual studio who wants to volunteer to read that number eight and number nine, First Peter five eight and Proverbs twenty two three.
6: Number eight, First Peter five eight. Yes. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Then first nine. I mean. Number nine. Yes. Proverbs 22, 3. Yes. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Exactly.
5: The simple goes on and, and suffers for it. Okay. Now, let's go to our discussion question. We'll still return to some of these verses as we go along. Now uh, we invite everybody at gospelbestradio.com to join the discussion. Now you can just you can use the WhatsApp widget. Those in the virtual studio too, can contribute by uh, by by omitting the microphone. Look at this first question. Uh, we have so many questions in one, so you can cho- you can choose any one of them to to react to or to answer. One of the characters in this text is named Simple. We're asking, what does it mean to be simple-minded? When you say somebody is simple-minded, what does it mean? How is simple's, I see no danger? How is it too simplistic from a Christian point of view? Then, what does it reveal about his relationship with the Word of God? That response by simple, simple's, I see no danger. How is it too simplistic from a Christian point of view? How is it dangerous? What does it reveal about his relationship with the Word of God? What quality does the simple-minded need to cultivate, and what does the quality entail? So uh, a number, of, all, all, so many questions there in one. So just choose anyone to react to. We are dealing with the first character now, simple. What does it mean to be simple-minded, and and that response from simple? How, what makes it too simplistic? What makes it dangerous? What does it reveal about his relationship with the Word of God? And what quality does the simple-minded need to cultivate? Okay, so the floor is open now. I think we have um, a response here. We have a text, okay, on WhatsApp. Thank you, Stella D O G. join us. She has written saying, a simple-minded person shows very little intelligence or judgment. He interprets things in a very simple way and doesn't understand how complicated things are. Thank you very much, and I think you got it just right there that uh, what it means to be simple minded is to show very little intelligence or judgment and to fail to understand how complicated things are. Hmm. That's correct. Uh, And we all agree with that, that that's what it means. It means to fail to understand how complicated things are. Yes. Hmm, Exactly. Thank you very much. That's exactly what it means to be simple minded, just to take things at face value. And look at the other question. From a Christian point of view, how is that too simplistic? To taking things at face value, why is that too simplistic from a Christian point of view? If a person takes things at because, face, okay, go ahead.
6: Just like like the scriptures we read just now, mm. that um um <laughs> that the devil or uh, is always prowling around looking for whom to devour. Yes. A Christian must be aware that um, he or she has an enemy that is looking for his or her downfall all the time,
5: exactly. and not
6: be careless, complacent. That's another word for being simple,
5: complacency, carelessness, mm, carelessness, not
6: watching, not being on
5: guard. Not being on guard, not watching, not being on guard, being careless, being complacent. Exactly. And you see, so I also love that you, you cited that portion from First Peter. So you can also attempt the next question the of what does he reveal about S- Simple's relationship with the word of God? Uh, for him to have said, look, I see no danger. Because Simple, Simple simply looked around and he said, what's wrong with you, Mr. Christian? Why are you disturbing us? I, I see no danger. He looked everywhere around. Where's the danger? I can't see the danger. That's what he said. He shows he's not well
6: versed with the word of
5: God. Exactly.
6: That wants us to be
5: watchful and prayerful. Exactly. All the time. Exactly. So he said not well versed with the word of God, or maybe he believed at some point, but maybe he stopped believing that, oh, really, the word of God is true. Because I he must have read the word of God, that must have been what led him to the cross, all that way before he got to that place, uh, but the word of God says to him, be sober, be vigilant, your adversary is like a roaring lion seeking womb to devour, and he is saying, no, there is no danger, I see no danger at all, so uh, I think he says, you're right about his relationship with of God, is either not versed, he has not been reading the word of God, or he stopped believing it. Okay, I have this from Brashon, he on WhatsApp, saying, for me, It is dangerous because it makes one become so casual with things. Exactly. The statement is captured with, it doesn't matter. Okay. So this is Brother Shen saying that another way to express what Simple said there is the popular, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. So uh, so thank you. So we have now, somebody has responded to what it means to be simple-minded, that it means uh, not to show understanding about things. Uh, not to understand how complicated things are. And from what Sister Seka has said, it also means to be be, uh, casual about things, to be complacent. Uh, In terms of his relationship with the Word of God, he either is not versed with the Word of God, and that is why he looks with his sight and says to himself, I see no danger. Whereas the Bible warns that uh, the enemy is always roaring about. So it's either not versed with the word of God or has not been reading it or has stopped believing it or has stopped believing it. Okay, uh, thank you. We also have this on WhatsApp. Thank you, Sister Guntai, writing that life is writing that life is spiritual and taking things at face value would mean a Christian is slack and not watching and praying. Hmm. And that's so true, isn't it? That life is spiritual. Okay, and I love that you, you bring this up. That life is spiritual. And if we continue to take things at face value, then we are going to uh, become slack and not be watchful, not be prayerful. Remember that the Bible says uh, we, we we walk by faith and not by sight. Of course, we always interpret that to mean that... Not by sight. Not by sight. To mean that, oh, uh, to encourage our faith. Maybe when we want something from the Lord, okay, by faith I'm going to ask Him. But this also means that even in terms of appreciating... Uh, the spiritual dangers around us. We walk by faith. If our faith in the Word of God tells us that the devil exists, that the devil is trying to uh, to harm God's children, to stop them from going to the celestial city, uh, it is not enough. For it, it, it is only the simple-minded. If I be, okay, it's only the simple-minded who will look by sight and say, "Look, all is well. There is no danger around. There is no danger whatsoever." Only the simple-minded will do that. Okay, thank you very much. That's a good one. Only the simple-minded will do that. And so, uh, what quality does the simple minded need to cultivate? The person who is simple minded, what quality uh, does that person need to cultivate? Uh, let's read Proverbs 8 5 that Sister that be read the other time, number two on our verses to ponder. Proverbs 8 5. Proverbs 8 5. Yes.
6: All you simple ones,
5: understand prudence, mm-hmm. and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Be of an understanding heart. So, all you simple ones, understand prudence. And prudence, what does prudence, what does it mean? It means to uh, to be to be able to evaluate things, to appreciate danger. A prudent person will carefully uh, evaluate everything, and will. Be able to identify what is dangerous, what is not dangerous. In this case, uh, Simple said to himself, Look, this, this is the right time to sleep. Let me just sleep a little. I mean, let them me just join these other two fellows and sleep because I see absolutely no danger around. Thank you, slightly writing prudence. Yeah, that's the quality that a simple minded needs to cultivate, the quality of prudence. And that's a challenge to all of us today. We have to ask ourselves in this pilgrim journey where we are now, uh, where exactly are we? and what is our view to hmm. spiritual things
6: I, 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 another contribution okay if i may add to that, is also that a simple person needs to develop depth depth, depth of understanding Good. of the word of god exactly we often miss uh, will i say we often take um the word of god without um without balancing it hmm. we take it out of context and then we only take one part it's like saying God is good and then just running only with that. Forgetting that even as he is good, he's also a God of wrath. Mm. You know, there's a, another side of him. Yes. But um, a simple person just takes one side and overlooks the other, the other. and keeps saying that. If I sin, I would just say sorry. Exactly. And God forgives me and all is well. Mm. Forgetting that there is a repercussion and consequence for that sin, even if God forgives. Mm. He still has a a price to pay. To pay. So that's what a simple person does. He refuses to understand the depth of the word of God. Yes. And just takes what he wants and leaves the rest.
5: Thank you so much. And I, I absolutely love that contribution, that perspective, saying that we've mentioned that a simple-minded would fail to even look at the word of God, right? And just look with the eye with with human sight. But then it's also simple-minded, even for the person who is looking with the eye of faith. For it is also simple-minded not to take the gospel as a whole, the gospel as a whole, but to look only at one part and to ignore the other part. And you use the expression depth there. Yes, a Christian, the person who would not be simple-minded, the prudent person, the prudent Christian, the prudent student of the word of God, must also seek to develop depth, depth, so much so that uh, you are not just you are not just feeding on milk. As Apostle Peter possibility, not just milk as babes, but at least you are aspiring to to take solid solid meal, and uh, you may understand that God is good. You must also understand that uh, it is a dangerous thing to fall into the hand of the mighty God. Hmm. That's important. Thank you very much, sir, uh, venerable, for joining us. This is what he has written from the last text. One can state that simplicity is synonymous to foolishness. Do we all agree? And I, I agree with you, sir. I agree. That that to be simple, uh, yeah. yeah. It's to be foolish because uh, you, number one, the person who, who lacks depth, you, you, are, you, are, you don't really know God if you're just looking at one side of him, or you're just taking a verse out of context, or you're not taking uh, God's message as a whole. That, that, that's foolishness. It means you don't really understand the word. Or the person on the extreme end who is not even looking at things from a spiritual perspective, who is not looking at things from biblical perspective, that is foolishness. Because uh, that the, the two of them, although on different sides of the of the aisle, will be absolutely wrong, absolutely, and they will miss the way. Thank you also very much. Okay, let's go to number two. If you have other insight on number one, just draw us back. What are the things that slothfulness prevents believers from doing? From doing, uh, I, I will take us back to the text. What was uh, Mr. Slot's response to Christian when Christian offered his help. What was, what was Mr. Slot's response to Christian? He said, Yet a little more sleep. Yet a little more sleep. Please, please don't disturb me. Just a little more sleep. Just a little more sleep. Okay, let's read uh, Proverbs 6, 9 to 11. It's number four on our verses to to, to ponder. Proverbs 6, 9 to 11. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little falling of the hands to sleep, so shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Now, we read Proverbs. Of course, it talks about the need for industry in our work. But if you apply this to our spiritual life, we can ask the question that uh, what are the things that slothfulness prevents believers from doing? And what is the danger? What are the things that slothfulness prevents believers from doing? You know, slothfulness means being lazy, basically. Let me just sleep more. Uh, I can't do it now. Some other time. I'll do it some other time. I just need to sleep. Oh, can we just relax a bit? I mean, I can tell you what. Studying study right. the word. Exactly. <laughs> study the word. Study the Bible. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was about to say that as well, and, and you're, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> study the Bible. Because it says, um, I, mean, it, I mean, many of us can relate with that. Maybe many times we've said to ourselves, look, I'm going to begin maybe a study of the book of, just name a book. Maybe what yeah, Genesis or Deuteronomy. And then you keep putting it off some other time. Okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, Okay, I'm going to wake up early to pray. But then, when the time comes and the alarm sounds, we say, just a little more sleep. <laughs> just a little more sleep. Just a little more <laughs> sleep. And you know, uh, the days of our lives, they are going by. They are going by. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Saladi. Yeah, saying it prevents us from praying and studying the Bible. Exactly. That's what we have identified mm-hmm. there as well. We are not able to pray. We are not able to, to study the Bible uh, because. The Bible. Yes. And, and I think some other things as and well. Like you...
6: Yeah. Then worship also.
5: Mm, yeah, worship also. You
6: need
5: to Yeah. want to make time to worship or God.
6: Even, or even fellowship. They want yeah. to go to church.
5: That's true. Rather
6: go to the club.
5: Rather mm-hmm. go to the club or rather or stay back home and do some other things.
0: Yeah.
5: Mm. Even fellowship, yes. Fellowship. Slothfulness will prevent us from doing so many things. And you see, the, the, all these things, worship, fellowship with other believers... Uh, Studying the Bible and praying, those are things that uh, develop our relationship with God. The things that God really wants us to do so that we we become closer to Him. So, uh, where it says that in Proverbs uh, 6, where it says, Where a little sleep, a little slumber, uh, so shall your poverty come on you like a prowler. In spiritual terms, then what would be the danger of slothfulness? What would be the danger of slothfulness? In spiritual terms. In spiritual terms. Yeah, what would be the danger? Uh, That proverb says for, in terms of not being industrious in real life, then poverty will come on you, things like that. What will come to the Christian who is slothful, Always sleeping instead of reading the Bible. It's
6: it's like, it's also, uh, I believe also not being a doer of the word of God Mm
5: -hmm. could also
6: be likened to this. You know the word, but you refuse, refuse to apply it. And there will be no benefit in
5: your life. Exactly. There will be no benefit. Hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No benefit will come to that person because he knows the word. He's not doing it. I'll also add that the person who is so slothful that he will not study the Bible, then will become prey for false prophets. You know, and the poverty of the mm-hmm. word, yes. the poverty of true knowledge will afflict that person. It won't be, So he won't be able to stand when false prophets come and they say, look, he's on that mountain. He will begin to run. And they say, oh, let me go on. So, in fact, I think simple too, perhaps, must have been slothful. Do we agree that simple must have been slothful for him to have become so simple-minded? He was not studying mm-hmm. the Word of God. And then... Go ahead.
6: Yes. The Word of God tells us: study the Word... Study... To show yourself. To show that yourselves are proof. mm
5: mm-hmm.
6: A workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the di- Word of Truth.
5: Yes. yes. Not
6: studying the Word of God, definitely... also make us not able to understand it as it ought and then we quote it out of context and misapply it
5: and misapply exactly thank you so we We could out of context we misapply these are the dangers of slothfulness uh, for the christian uh, who continues to put off studying the word of god He does not understand it becomes a prey for false prophets, uh, then he is led astray because because he misapplies the Bible. He, he does not develop depth, as uh, he said earlier, because he has no depth. And and that's what our Lord said, you know, about the uh, the seed growing without root. You know, the storms will come, the waves will come, they will just be blown away because uh, there is no root uh, whatsoever to them. Okay, that's exactly what Venerable uh, has said there, yeah, that spiritual barrenness and blindness. And that's true. So yes, yeah, spiritual that's true. that's true. Spiritual barrenness and blindness. So the person is not even mm. fruitful at all, cannot be fruitful because yes, exactly no fruit. <laughs> no fruit, exactly. You're right. No fruit. Because he has been so lazy, and uh, he cannot study the word, we cannot pray. As you said, maybe it's not even fellowshipping with people. Uh, it can even apply to evangelism and that will apply to many of us. Are we Talking you no know, uh yeah. yeah, are you going to talk to somebody about Christ? You put it off with we'll just a little more sleep. Another day I'll do some other day. Another day I'll do some other day. So spiritual barrenness, we are not bearing fruits. That's lotfulness and then blindness. Thank you, sir. And then he also he also wrote here, tossed about by winds of doctrine. Exactly. So Yes, yes. Hmm, exactly. So um First prophet will come, okay. Thank you, uh, sister. She's not joining us now. She has written here it's saying poverty of the world leads to malnourished spirit. Mm, that's true, yes. Poverty of the world leads to malnourished spirit. So, a spirit that is not well nourished is in danger of dying, balance in, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. In balance diet, then powerless to face the enemy and stand on the word of God. True, yes, true, very, very important, very important. It's like a
6: Christian that studies the word of God. But mm. does not pray. Mm. We have no power. Exactly. You need the power of God to back up his word, to activate it. So the two must go in tandem. In you tandem. study, you pray, you pray, you praise, you fellowship, mm-hmm. you worship.
5: Mm-hmm. You know? oh, Thank you. I'm powerless. you are powerless. Yeah. yeah. We come powerless to face them because if you are not doing all these things, then when troubles come and the scriptures teach that troubles will come, uh, when they then come, you find that the person is powerless to face the enemy. So this is a warning to all of us. Uh where in whatever area we have been slothful, that we are not as 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 diligent as we ought. Let us pray that the Holy Spirit will wake us up and be um. uh, be aware of the dangers of being spiritually slothful. Okay. But please continue to send in your responses. Uh, if anything occurs to you, uh, that we've already just just us back but let's go to number three what is the meaning of presumptions response and how does it deviate from the teachings of the bible what is the meaning of presumptions response and how does it deviate from the teachings of the bible let's go back to the text uh, how did presumption respond to christians offer for help what did they say simple said i see no danger sloth said please i know how to go but yet a little more sleep Resumption said what? Every tub must, every tub must mm. stand upon its own bottom. Mm. So we don't need your help. So we don't need your help. So what, are that, what does it mean when it says every tub must stand on its own bottom?
3: Everyone for
6: himself. Exactly. God for all. God for all. You're so, Israel.
5: <laughs> to your tent. look, me, leave me alone. I'm, I'm on my own journey. Be on your own journey, right? Uh, I'm going to answer for my own actions. Yes. What's your? I mean, what is? Yes. Why are you interested in my own case? So we're asking the question. That response from presumption. How does it deviate from the word of God? Does it agree with the word of God, saying that? Well, everyone is on his own. No. I mean, we, we know the part of the scripture that says that in those days, it said, uh, if the fathers eat our grave, the teeth of the children, will, but now that it is the teeth of the generation that eats our grape uh, that will gnash. Uh, yes, we know that. Every man will appear before God. Yes, a judgment. But why we're on this pilgrimage, is that what the Bible teaches, that it is every man uh, for no. himself? Hmm. The
6: summary of the law
5: yes.
6: teaches us otherwise. It tells us to love God with all our strength, with all our soul, with all our mind, mm-hmm. and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Exactly, so we can't uh, overlook what is happening to the other person.
5: Mm. We must help. We must help. Exactly, can't so We are all in the race together. Exactly, we are all in the race together. Uh, let us go back to the verses to ponder. Number sixteen. Number 16 and 17, can somebody in the virtual studio help us? Number 16 and 17, that's Proverbs 27, 17.
1: Proverbs 27, 17. Yes. As iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. so, one person, so one person sharpens another.
5: Exactly. That then number
1: 17.
5: Yeah, go ahead Romans,
1: ahead. Romans 1, 11 to 12. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine.
5: Okay, also read number 18 and 19.
1: Okay, Galatians 6, 2. Yes. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Yes. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together mm-hmm. as some mm-hmm. are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and hold the more as you see the day approaching.
5: Yes, Yeah. Thank you so very much, Sir OG. Thank you very much. Exactly. So we have all those passages reminding us one iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. Again, in Romans, Paul wrote to them, said, "Look, I long you know that I long to see you. I want to impart some spiritual gifts to strengthen you that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine." Yes. Yeah. So, I agree with you, sister, yes. B, sister B that of course in the spiritual journey we are all in the race together. It's not like we I'm going I want to get there first and I don't care what happens to my brother bear one another's burden.
3: Mhm.
5: Okay. Uh, Vendor, yes. thank you. This is what you said, De- <coughs> uh, Dictionary definition of presumption, of the presumptuous person, failing to observe the limits of what is permitted or appropriate. Or what is permitted or appropriate. So presumption, yeah, to him, that, he presumes that, look, I, I don't need help. Uh, that is not the context in which uh, John Bunyan wrote this particular chapter. The presumption that, look, I don't need help. I can do it on my own. Just go on your own way. Leave me. I'm going to, you know, some people even, like, like Mr. as you have been saying, people who quote things out of context, they say, look, the injunction is to work out one's salvation with fear and trembling. Each person, I say, look, let me, let me work out my own. In the way I want to work it out, you just be on your own. Don't, uh, don't, don't bother with me. So I think we all agree that presumption's response is not a reflection of what the Bible teaches about the Christian pilgrimage. It's not a reflection of it. The Bible teaches that uh, we, should, we should listen to, to warnings of, of other people because iron sharpens iron. If we find that somebody else is pointing us in the right direction or is correcting, we should pay attention to it. Good, good. Okay, mm-hmm. in, in this next point, the number four, we want to look at three things that I know that we must have read in the culture most have people saying it's not that deep. I'm not saying people always use it uh, in relation to Christian things, but you know, these are popular expressions in the culture. But we, we can see how they relate with what we are studying today. When people say, Look, it's not that deep, it's not that deep. Or I cannot come and kill myself. Or day your lane, make a day my own. Uh, these are things that I will find that they reflect some of the things we have studied today. It's not that deep. In, in what ways do you think uh, people will say to you, What do you think you are going to mention today? Uh, to somebody that they will say to you, look, it's not that deep. Something, think of one truth, of the one Christian truth that uh, would most likely get people to retort, saying, hmm, it's not that deep, it's not, it's not that deep, bro, take it easy. Mm. Mm. Okay, d- d- before we answer Number that. Number
6: one, <laughs> taking the name of the Lord, the, taking the name of the Lord God in vain. Hmm
5: in vain you know yeah people
6: just um they, when, when they are speaking mentioning jesus at i mean at random oh yeah,
5: jesus
6: exactly. you know how they um punctuating every sentence with such remarks
5: yeah jesus oh, making God. it meaningless making it meaningless or oh, people who are using uh,
6: it uh, like as an exclamation mark
5: exactly exactly using the name of, as an exclamation mark or even as we see many uh, comics, kids nowadays, you know, comedies, and it's fine, people using the name of Jesus. It may appear, people say, look, you have to understand the context that is comedy, but you know that they don't do that about uh, other religions where they, they want to venerate uh, the name of, of their gods. But if you, if you were to say, yeah, so that's one example. You had to say, look, stop using the name of God uh-uh. auntie, it's not that deep now. It's not that deep. Uh, some some of these things are they are symptoms of being simple-minded. When you say, look, it's not that deep, and even when you talk to people about hellfire nowadays as well, you find that many people are stopping to believe that there could possibly be like hellfire. And they say, hmm, it's not that deep, uncle. Take it easy. What have we said now? We are talking about hellfire, you know. Okay, I out there uh, in the chat room. I started to thank you very much for joining us. She has written, I said, mode of dressing. Do we all agree? And I I agree with you, the mode of dressing. If you were to uh, make an observation and say, ah, sister, this," do you think this is appropriate for for a church setting? Ah, ah, sister, it's not that deep now. I can wear what I want to wear. Or you say to somebody out there, ah, you're a Christian, what are you going about in in styles like this? Ah, it's not that deep. Take it easy. Okay, uh, this is what Sister Bumi Adichina is written on WhatsApp. She said, presumption could be a fallout of pride, spiritual pride. Hmm. And that's good insight, really. It could be a fallout of pride. When somebody says, look, every top will stand on its own. Yeah, so in fact, that statement suggests that presumption is saying to himself, I can stand on my own. I don't need your help. Just go on your way. And we should, we should, we should indeed watch out for that. Uh, she has also written there, uh, saying, singing worldly songs at our parties. Hmm, do we all agree? In fact, this is something that I've tried to bring out many times. I know that we had an episode of Ask Anything Friday, where I invited Dr. Gwale to speak about this. Uh, singing worldly songs at our parties. People tend to believe at parties we can sing and dance to anything in the name of having fun. Yeah, and I agree with you. If a Christian were to stand up and say, look, uh, let's not sing this song. Let's sing those Christian songs. Uh, it's not that deep now it's not that deep uh, well, some of these things are just symptomatic of being simple minded, we are looking at it from the just from the surface right? we fail to appreciate that uh, if we are called to to be sober, it should reflect in our dressing, it should reflect even in our celebration, our celebration should be godly our core consumption ok, this is our sister lady yeah, core consumption as well so if you say to people, I don't think you moderate this, even stay away from it. Ah, it's not that deep It's not that deep. And there are so many things we take for granted like that. I agree with you. Okay, again from from the chat room, it says the kind of conversations we engage in or with. Hmm, That's true. In fact, this is absolutely true. Maybe at our workplace or some other place, people start to discuss things that are obviously not God-glorifying or just celebrating uh, things of this world, maybe sexual with sexual innuendos, uh, what that things and where is it well, brother? You don't need to be part of the. Ah, it's not that deep. Now we are just having a. We're just having it. Just, uh, just a light-hearted discussion. We're just discussing. uh don't, don't, uh don't pour, don't pour water on our parade. They say don't pour water on our parade. It's not that deep. So we should watch out for all these things. I mean, we are called to be pilgrims. Let's quickly go back to one of our permanent memory verses. It says. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly laws which war against the soul. And they say many of these laws, they manifest in different ways. And in Hebrews 11:13, these all died in faith. And then they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. Meaning that they are different people, strangers and pilgrims, people who are not going to, uh, who are not going to do what others would do turning the other cheek. Thank you, Venerable. I love this. He said, turning the other cheek is also one where that people will say it's not that deep. If they say, look, uh, turn the other cheek, look, ah, uh, it's not that deep now. Turn the other cheek. I need, to ex- I need to exact my vengeance, so I need to show that I'm not, I'm not free. And if you say, ah, but the Bible says you turn the other ah, no, it's not that deep. That's not what he's talking about. Or white lie. Thank you, sir, white lie. You say white lie. God help us. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very important. Very important, yes. Telling white lies. say, no, no, it's not that deep. I just need to say it now to get away or to get ahead. Diplomacy or marketplace standard practice. Hmm. That's when we are skating with the truth. We are not siding with the truth I and mean, we're being diplomatic. Uh, yes, that is correct. Mission schools. And ed-
6: even covetousness.
5: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, covetousness, true. Covetousness, yeah. And that's something that is everywhere now that we all should watch out for. Yes. And then, Venerable has mentioned mission schools helping their students to pass examination by encouraging exam malpractice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> In fact, Venerable, you have mentioned something really, 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 uh, that should not be controversial, really, but uh, it's it surprised that it's controversial. Nowadays, uh, people now, look, if you tell people now that, look, don't, no, don't encourage cheating, don't, uh, are you being stupid? Are you being naive? That's what everybody does to get by you know, but it's not too. look, it's not that deep, don't bring Christianity into this but I mean, we, we must open our hearts to, to the word of God and let the word of God deal with us, you know, it's a, it's a double edged sword, uh, dividing even into the bone and the marrow and that's what you do to all of us the company of friends we mingle with. Thank you very much for joining us. I, I don't have the name right now, but thank you, sir or Ma for joining us on this and saying that the company of friends we mingle with. Yes, yeah, some people will say, Look, you cannot stop him from mingling with this uh with my friends. It's not that deep. I can mm-hmm. I can friends, I can be friends with different kinds of characters. Thank you also very much. I cannot come and kill myself. That would be another word for, for a slothful person. See. Hmm. Cannot come and kill myself. Or day your lane. That would be for oh,
6: another way of putting it.
5: It's not me that killed Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. He told me that I killed Jesus. Uh-uh. you want me to uh, to aspire to that level of holiness? No, it's not me that I killed Jesus. Now, uh, let me be. Let me have my friends. Let me have my alcohol. Let me dress the way I want. Let me help my child pass this exam. I'm not the one who killed Jesus. Now, let me stand-up comedy in church from Sister you know, True stand up comedy in church. Say, ah, look, we are called to be sober, to reflect only on the word of God, to meet, just to pray, to praise, and to celebrate Him. Ah, brother, it's not that deep. Let us have some light-hearted humor. Now, let's invite this comedian to church. Uh, it, it, it cannot all be about worshipping God every time. Let's just, just let just relax a bit. I agree with you. Some songs that do not edify God. Thank you, Mommy Oji. That's true. Some songs that do not glorify God, that do not edify God, we should not... Engage in them, okay. So, this okay. There's another one here from Venerable Shami. Uh-huh. So, this is another one for day your lane, make a day my own. You want to Christianity? Shami, see Church exactly. People say, Look, if just leave me on my own. It's just for me to come to church. You pray, I pray, and then I go on my way. But as we have pointed out, that is not. Uh, our calling in the christian race we are must sharpen and the wise person must listen to counsel must listen to counsel from other believers otherwise we are running the danger of 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 falling into the depths so very quickly can we list practical ways that we can overcome the challenges of being simple-minded slothful or presumptuous in our christian work So, the person who does not want to be simple-minded. Earlier on, we said that the antidote to simplicity is to become prudent. And uh, what will make one prudent? What will make one prudent? I want to reference one of the uh, Bible verses that we set out. Yes. If we look at number 11 on the... Uh, the verses we set out uh, number 10 and 11 uh, we can we can volunteer to read number 10 and 11 verses to ponder Psalm 119
1: yes mm-hmm. the unfolding of your words gives light mm-hmm. it it imparts understanding to the simple
5: to the simple and
1: Psalm 19 verse 7 the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making yes. wise the simple.
5: Exactly. Thank you very much. Making wise the simple. So uh, the person who has discovered himself simple today is admonished to pay attention well, to, to the word of God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To pay attention to the word of God. Read the word of God. Read it. Study it. Uh, chew it. Digest it. Just keep reading it. Mm-hmm. And you find that it will give understanding to the simple. To the simple. Uh, so, so those who continue to engage in Bible studies, in private devotion, they find that it's difficult for them to be led astray. It's, all, it's always the grace of God that holds us you know, yeah. in His will. But then when you know the Word of God, it's difficult for somebody to come and tell you something without you uh, saying, ah, is that what I read? Is that what the Bible says? But the person who does not read the Word of God will not even remember to question and say, is that what the Word of God says? Because he doesn't even know it in the first place. But to the, to slothfulness, what is the, what is the way to overcome slothfulness? The person who is slothful. To be diligent.
6: To be diligent. Mm
5: -hmm. To be diligent. And and I also think. Consentious. Yes, exactly. And I also think, what do you think that be that even the word of God can help a person not to be slothful? Do you agree? Maybe the person, if you read the word of God and it tells you that there is danger ahead, it tells you this is what God wants from you. Maybe you are going to sit up and say, ah, I'm not doing what God wants me to do. Maybe I need need to stand up. I need to to rouse myself.
6: It's even what the Holy Spirit will
5: use to walk with you. Exactly, that's true. You know, that's if true. the
6: wo- if the Holy Spirit is ministering to you and you don't have the Word in you, you will not understand what He's saying. What the
5: Spirit is saying, exactly. You, you won't know, understand. You will
6: even what won't understand. You will think you you won't understand. He'll be talking to you and you won't get it. Mm.
5: You know. Yeah. So, the, but yeah, if
6: you are well versed in the Word of God, mm. the moment He starts talking to you, you can confirm that it's Him that is speaking. That's because true. you will have it embedded in his word, whatever he's saying. Even if it's using our own language now, mm. you will know that it's embedded in the word in of the God. In the word of God. Because it will, it will you, you will find it there.
5: Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. So the word of God, you see, so the word of God will give understanding to the simple. The word of God uh, will also rouse the slothful to action. Uh, because when the Holy Spirit begins to work, the Holy Spirit will use the instrumentality of the Word of God in you to minister to you, and then to warn you of the dangers ahead. Uh, start to do, I wouldn't go as written there saying, be, being vigilant and open to instructions and correction. Yes, that's one of the practical ways to, to overcome the challenges of being simple-minded, slothful, or presumptuous. Being vigilant, being open to instructions and correction. And, and I think this second part of what you have written in statute is so important. I think in the Christian community nowadays, people don't want to be corrected. Some people say it's not only about the Christian community, it's about the, uh, our generation generally. People don't want to be corrected. Why would you correct me? Uh, every top must stand on its own. You see? So if all these three can be linked together, why are you correcting? Just leave me on my own. Uh, but we have to be open to instructions, open uh, to correction. Very well, I said, I agree that God's word is central to all. This sl- lawful, we need to be quickened, exactly. Because what is central to, uh, to all of this. So I, I agree with you too, to that. Uh, we have to be open to instructions and corrections. Yes, because uh, without that, then we're not going to learn anything. I a Bible verse said that I want us to, to read about this, but I can't, I can't get it. Okay, if you look at uh, Proverbs 1 20 to 32, it says, uh, Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of God. They would have none of my counsel, because they despised my every rebuke. That was wisdom uh, speaking in Proverbs one. It said those who uh, would despise uh, the counsel, who despise counsel, who choose not to fear God, who despise every rebuke, every rebuke. I remember when I was growing up, my mom would always tell us uh, in, in Yoruba language that Bawi uh, in, to in, in the Yoruba version of the Bible uh, will will self destruct. And I cannot just lay my hands on that part Mm. of Proverbs. Please, if you can find just uh, let me know. You know, uh, that the person who uh, refuses to heed, uh, rebuke, or correction will suddenly self-destruct. Suddenly self-destruct. Yes. And that's... uh, It's in
6: Proverbs.
5: It's in Proverbs. I can't just find it.
6: He that is often reproved, um, he that is often reproved and does not heed will suddenly be
5: destroyed without Mm. remedy. Imagine, without remedy. I'm trying to find, let me see if I'll find it. Right now. Okay, Proverbs 29.1. A man yeah. who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Yeah. yeah, and that ties into what you wrote to, to that. You see, one of the ways for which to overcome all this is to be open to correction. So uh, that spirit speaking to you, speaking to me today. Let us open ourselves to uh, to Christian correction, uh, Christian admonition from time to time. We are not uh, to say that, look, every top will stand on its own. I'm, I'm, I'm on my lane. You be on your lane. Thank you all so very much. And then very quickly, just before we end, I want us to look at Kristen. Now, we have seen, we've been looking at these three characters, but let's look at Christian himself. From what we know about this man, Christian, I'm asking the question, has Kristen morphed, has he changed into another character in this chapter? Does he appear to be mirroring another character he previously encountered in this story? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Exactly so we see christian you know like changing it on like this this was christian that had to be uh to be admonished okay two to two is saying I, I think so too yes and I, and i agree uh, because yes. in chapter 1 the evangelist had to tell him why are you bothered yes. well, have this body. okay this is yes. what you have he has to do become an evangelist exactly too. exactly <laughs> he has become an evangelist and so this is something that we need to really pause and reflect on right at this point uh this this part of the of the story. He has become an evangelist himself because I believe the evangelist that he met there too uh, was probably on his way, or naturally on his way to the celestial city as well. But while on his way, he, he found Christian, he encouraged him, pointed him to the right way. Now, Christian is on his way as well. He has found three people sleeping, asleep when they should be on the journey. And he took time to, to talk to them. So, he's, he's mirroring the evangelist that he previously encountered in this story. I mean, what is the story for us to learn here? What is the story for us to learn here? Just before that, let me read this Bible passage. We
6: have been saved
5: saved to serve. Mm -hmm. Exactly, we are saved to serve. We are saved saved to serve. Uh, So, uh, in the same way that... We have have been sent mm -hmm. to preach the word. Exactly. To baptize. Exactly, the Great Commission, right? Exactly. Yeah. So anybody who has been called, yeah. yeah, we are also called to go to the world to make disciples of all nations, to look out for those uh, who uh, would need help. Uh, this, let me read this verse from uh, Grandma S. Thank you very much, Ma. She has cited Titus 3, 10 to 11. One a divisive person once, and then warn them a second time. After that, have yeah. nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are robbed and sinful. They are self-condemned. You see, Uh, there are so many sobering portions from the scriptures, and this is one of them, you see. One somebody wants, one them second. And you see, Grandma, what you have sent now will help us to answer yet another question. Okay, I see you also saying that you agree. So everybody agrees that Christian has moved, has changed into another character. And I think we should thank God for Christian's life, right? He's talking about Christian's life right now. Yeah. He has changed into another character. He has now put on uh, the garment of an evangelist himself, doing the work of an evangelist. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, now, this seven. Would you say that Christian was distracted by those three characters? Should he have focused on his own journey? Then, did he give up on the three characters too easily or too early? Could he have done more to persuade them? All these questions, can we reflect on them? Was Christian distracted by those three characters? Should he have just focused on the journey? Maybe when he saw them, you no, know, they were out of the way. Should he just have focused and said, mm, look at these people, well, me, I'm going to the celestial city. And then did they give up on them too easily? They said, look, uh, what did the simple say? The simple said, I see no danger. The other person, let me sleep a little bit more. The third person, look, leave me, let me be on my own. Did they give up too early, too easily? Could they have done more to persuade them? Okay, but just before that, Sister Guntai, yeah, writing and saying, in addition to what Sister Ezekiel said, swearing and using the name of God carelessly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so he's, he's agreeing with, uh, with that portion about uh, the things we take for granted. Okay. So on this uh, number seven point, what do we think? Was Christian distracted? Did he distract himself by attending to these people? Should he have focused on his own journey? Did he give up too easily? Could he have done more to persuade them? Well, okay. Okay, this is from the chat room. Uh, to, to thank you very much. This is what she has written. She, she says, we have a duty to encourage others. He wasn't distracted. He offered help. And I think I agree with you. It was not distraction. He actually offered help. He offered help. Okay, if you look at uh, Luke twenty-two thirty-two, can somebody please read that? <coughs> so number 20, 21, and 22 of the verses to ponder. With Number
6: you. 20, yes. 22, 32. Yes. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Exactly. Then Isaiah 38, 35, 3. Yes. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the needs that give way. Oh Yes.
5: And Ezekiel three seventeen. And then
6: the next one, yes. Ezekiel 3, 17. Son of man. I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak, and give them warning from me.
5: Exactly.
6: So we have injunctions from the Lord to be our brother's keeper.
5: Exactly, to be our brother's keeper. Absolutely, to be our brother's keeper. If we find those whose whose, whose hands have become feeble, to strengthen the hands, whose knees are about to give way, steady the knees and help them, Jesus said to Simon, See, Satan wants to save you like like but I've prayed for you. And when you have turned back, you strengthen your brothers. You know, Christian also missed his way once when he almost followed Mr. wally yes, Wally-Mind's counsel. Yes. Uh, so he has learned and then he went to the house of the interpreter. He learned so many things. So this is Christian now saying, Wow, yes. me, I've been showing, I've been showed some things. So let me now strengthen other people. And then the, the final one, is Ezekiel three seven. That's a very chilling uh, version of the scriptures as well. Because if you read further down, it says, "Well, if you, if I ask you to warn somebody and you refuse to warn that person, then I will demand the person's blood, you know, from you because you fail to take action." Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so started to ask you that us, he did encourage them, but he didn't allow them to affect his journey. Hmm. So do we, I, I agree with you that Christian uh, struck the right balance. In the way he attended to those people, he corrected them, he woke them up, he corrected them, he warned them, but he did not allow them to, to pull him back. To, to, pull distract, him back from, him. Uh, to distract him. He, mm-hmm. do, he did his Christian duty, uh, then he didn't allow them to distract him. According to him. We're warned like that, too. Exactly. I wonder like that because if it is easy, sometimes if you get bogged into some argument, if, if indeed, if Christian uh, continue to interrogate them, oh, why would you say you want to sleep more? Why would you say every thought must stand on its own? You find you may not become uh, drawn into some non profitable discussions arguments, and arguments. Yes. And then maybe even himself would now stand by the way and say, let's discuss this. And then he now they will now start discussing and arguing, you know, philosophical point, theological point, back and forth. And then maybe he would have lost some time. But uh, he struck the right balance right there. Okay, this has been another yeah. interesting session. What, what's your take home? What's your take, everybody just try and what's your take home? Any part of the lesson that is that stands out for you, even if something we have said before, your take home point from all this. Uh, from uh, that woman here in the chat room. She says, my take home from this is that as much as we are concerned for others, we should not forget ourselves. You're right, you're right. Uh, so it is about striking the right balance. As much as you are concerned for others, you not forget your own journey. So yeah, and that's true. If you look at the final paragraph from the story, and so they lay down to sleep again. And Christian continued on his way. So, uh, I recall a portion of the scripture when Jesus sent out the, the, uh, the disciples. He said, look, if you come to any town and they won't listen to you, you know, shake off the dust of your sandals and you'll be on your way. But he was troubled uh, to think that men in such danger should so little regard the kindness which is so freely offered. And uh, have we been in that position before where you have tried to warn people or to admonish them, and they despise the council, and you just go, ah, these people, do they not realize that they're in so much danger. I only try to help and see uh, them despising my offer so horribly. Okay. Uh, I've even heard of
6: uh, someone that said, that, uh, uh, that said, leave me, let me go to hell. Hell is fun.
0: Hmm. We'll
6: be dancing and partying heaven will be full of boring people just singing hymns (laughs) that was at the time (laughs) that was his concept of (laughs) heaven and hell he said he would rather choose to go to hell and enjoy himself Hmm. that he'll be drinking alcohol and having fun meanwhile heaven will be full of boring activities
5: exactly i hope by now that
6: was a long has, time
5: has, No, but I see many people who say that those people will be uh, in the tribe of Mr Simple. They just look at this but many people say that I've heard it before it's oh Michael Jackson will be there, you know. They mention some of the <laughs> some of the secular that they think will be in hell. So look, these people will be in hell, so how can it be boring? And then you guys will be there singing those hymns uh, every day, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What to get tired? Uh, and that's being simple minded, right? Not really Understanding the spiritual things, so uh, from start to I not say I wouldn't get rather sorry. I'm sorry, saying the take home point is as much as we are concerned for others, we should not forget ourselves. Uh, from Sister Lady OG saying yeah. we should wake up from our slumber and complacency, yeah, that's the, that's another solid take, uh, take okay. home point, yeah. We should all wake up, and indeed, I just love this book. There's no time you read the portion that you don't go away thinking to yourself and saying, Well. am I not in one of these characters, and what can I do to be better? Hmm. Okay, another takeaway point?
2: Um, Praise the Lord, yeah, I want to say something. Okay, Um, ma'am. Yeah, I, you see, I'm I'm very sure that um, most of us, if Mm. not all, have found ourselves in this situation at Mm. one time or the other. Yes. And the paragraph we read said that those people were in theaters, yes and Mm. after the infertile that means that for me God must have tried because you know God doesn't want us to miss this heaven Mm -hmm. because Mm. no also he said it is his desire that every man be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth so if you are born again God will do everything the Bible said he's able to save to the uttermost
5: yes
2: he will do everything you know but honesty compels me to say sometimes I feel weary and tired and I want to sleep. Okay. The normal time I wake up, I will just hear a knock by my ear. Pim, 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 And I, I, oh, Lord, can't I sleep? You mm. understand. Mm-hmm. Well then I know that. He wants me to. You see, because we've got to be very careful and not, you know, present ourselves as if we are, perfect, we're not into these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I am into the other things. And oh. I can say, is this slothfulness, laziness? Yes. I know I have to read my Bible sometimes, but sometimes I just get tired of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, Lord, let me even, I want to please myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, and it's mean. not that of rebellion. It's just because, you know, my body just wants something mm-hmm. else. And it's like, okay. The spirit is yourself, willing,
5: but the flesh is weak.
2: Yeah, yes. Give yourself a break. You know, because I remember the other time I was, pip, 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 pip. I said, ah, and God said, calm down, calm down. I said, ah. So that means, <laughs> you, Rian, God, you understand that I'm stressed out. He said, calm down, calm down, calm down. So I, God looks after our welfare he looks after our well-being he knows our frailties and you know he's here to help us Mm. he is always helping us honestly he's always helping us that okay okay encouraging you okay just try just try that you know when i want to sleep and he wakes me up and i said look it's like oh Uh, but it somehow gets up i know that the strength has come from you know from him so I and then another thing as we want to help people, we want to we've got to do it from you know of love. Of love, yes. Love, not self-righteousness. I mean um, you got to tell people that you know where you are, and there or have been there. Yes. I've been there. But God helped me. And I know if he helps you, he will help you. Oh yes. So Please let's just keep on. You know, but it's not a matter of just saying, "Ah, you are not supposed to be like this." You are a Christian. You are not. No, 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 no. And I don't think God sees it that way. Mm. You see, not so, from the point of self righteousness, as if, "Oh, I'm above board. I don't feel. I feel these things. I feel the honesty compels me to say, it. I feel these things." And thank you. You know, but God is always gracious he and is. merciful, he is. and He's always helping. He's always encouraging, he's mm-hmm. always supporting, and it's always, you know, talking to you and say, Okay, I know, I know, mm-hmm. just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, that's uh, the point. Uh, my takeaway is yes, a Lord, you have helped me. If there's anybody in that situation, help me to be able to help that person in love, exactly, and to be able. Oh, to let that people see that what is happening to you is not strange. I'm sure those ones infected, God must have helped them. They were Absolutely. just hardened. Absolutely. They were just, they were just hardened. Hard. And, 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 in, and
5: in fact, uh, the fact that the Holy Spirit made Christians speak to them is another form of God reaching out to them again.
2: Exactly, reaching out to them,
5: reaching out to them, you, to you them
2: know, again. that okay, you can get out of this pit, mm-hmm. you can get out of where you are. So I I think we need to identify. With people that are slothful, mm-hmm. slothfulness is just being lazy. Yeah. You know what to do. It's not that you don't know, but you know you don't. Nobody knows what is happening to you at that time, so you need the encouragement. Yes, and we should be able to do it in love. In love. You know, the simple, the simple needs to hear. Is is the work of the Holy Spirit mm. because the Bible calls the simple a fool. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's what Proverbs says. Simple. Yes. You are a fool. Mm-hmm. If you are a simple person. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be able to maybe encourage that person, expose that person to the one. word of Teach God them, or whatever. Yes. So uh-huh. so that's my takeaway. Thank you.
5: Thank you, man. This is uh from yeah. thank you very much, man. This is an excellent point. And and I love that you always repeat this point, uh, that all of our engagement with those who are not in the in the food of Christ or those who are faltering. Uh, should be out of love, out of love, out of love. And that is so important because we ourselves, we have just been saved by grace. We have just been saved by grace. And look at that, what Jesus said to Peter, I have prayed for you. Now, when you have turned back, you strengthen your brother. So so Peter too must realize that, look, uh, I've only been saved from the devil because Christ prayed for me. And so it is the same love that we have to show others as well. Uh Grandma S. is writing there saying that oh. she agrees with you. Mommy really? me show me. She, she has written there saying, let's be, let's be wary of what I call enemies of grace. Grace will not abandon us halfway. Jesus, amen, amen. Thank you very much. Ma. Sister B., you want to say something?
6: Yeah, I wanted to say the last paragraph that says that, on, and so they lay down to sleep again. Mm. and Christian continued on his way. Yes. Uh, for me, this matters a lot, because if we are not careful, even in trying to engage with this, will I call it now fellow Christians, mm. that are no longer interested in running the race as it should mm. be run, you will get drawn in, and um, instead of iron sharpening iron, They will pull down your own faith and you become like a desical, cold Mm. or warm Mm. and exactly like them. Exactly. You you also will get into these fetters. Mm. So that sentence I said, and Christian continued on his way is very important. It is. Even when you are trying to help others, don't make sure that you yourself don't get pulled down. Exactly. Again, you can continue your involvement even through prayers when you've tried to help physically and they are no and they are not um interested i think what you should do is to keep praying for them
5: yes absolutely and,
6: uh, and make sure that you are running your own race steadily and don't get discouraged don't get there discouraged. are lots of people don't that want distracted. to discourage you and tell you that you are too passionate You you shouldn't be this passionate. It's not about. It's it's not. It doesn't matter. It's not necessary. Mm. Face your focus. Don't lose your own focus. Don't Uh, get distracted. Don't become cold or warm. Exactly. That is the danger. Exactly. In um, engaging. In engaging. Keep your focus even as you try to pull others up, Mm -hmm. and make sure that they don't pull you down instead.
5: Exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So that so that agrees with what I started. I started, I also wrote saying that the take home point is that as much as we are concerned for others, we should not forget ourselves. So we have to strike the right balance. Engage in love, uh, correct in love, but be focused on your own journey. Uh, in the closing uh, paragraph, the writer also wrote that Christian was troubled as he went on. He was troubled for them. And that's something we should we should yeah. also have that that trouble for souls that are perishing, for brothers and sisters in the faith who have become like a desiccal and lukewarm. We should really be troubled and then pray for them, pray for them out of love, and say, Lord, please, I've done my part. Uh, send other people to them, or if you want me to to engage them again, send me to them, send the Holy Spirit to them. So that troubled spirit is also the hallmark of a true child of God. When you are truly troubled for those uh, who uh, who seem to be falling away from the faith okay i totally agree and add that correction should also not be done from a place of judgment or condemnation like you said we all have been there and we are daily being refined yes, yes. we all have been there we are daily being refined i want us to listen to this song if you know this tune please sing a lot Christian seek not yet repose Christian seek not yet repose uh tomorrow by the grace of god we'll be here at 8 p.m We always keep our Sunday engagement as short as possible. we do our best tomorrow. Formalist and hypocrisy. Those are the two characters that Christian will be meeting tomorrow. tomorrow. Formalist and hypocrisy. Christian, seek not yet repose. For those who are listening to us at gospelbestudio.com, if you want to be in the virtual studio uh, to make contributions by joining this way, just reach out to us and we'll see how we can bring you in. Okay, Christian, seek not yet repose. Let's sing it together.
1: Christian, seek
0: not yet repose.
5: Watch and pray. Sister B, please say the closing prayer.
6: Our Father and our God, we thank you for the book that we've been reading and how far we have gone. We thank you for using it to awaken us even more concerning your word. We thank you for simple sloth and presumption. Mm -hmm. We thank you that we also have been warned of the dangers that you're always looking for Christians. We pray you, Lord, that you help us not to be simple, amen. neither to be thoughtful or presumptuous amen. in any way, in the mighty name of Jesus. amen. That uh, you forgive us where we have been or where we are and help us not to be so anymore. Amen. That you awaken us, revive us through your Holy Spirit and help us to watch and pray and to remain on our guard Amen. And not be prayed to the enemy that is prowling around. Likewise, we pray for our families, our brethren, and all our loved ones, all your children worldwide, world, that you help us to stay on guard and ensure that we remain rapturable Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We say thank you, Father, for our prayers. Thank you, Lord.
5: In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all so very much. God bless you very good. I'm looking forward to seeing you to tomorrow. Amen. I uh, will be reading about hypocrisy and for, yes, exactly, tomorrow on Reader's Club meeting. God bless you, very good. I'm going to leave you with this hymn, Rescue the Perishing, Care for the Dying. Jesus is Merciful, Jesus will Save.
0: Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ.